0: Hey, you're listening to Silicon Valley Beat. I'm Annie Gauss. There are a lot of reasons to avoid texting while walking. Potholes, oncoming traffic, walking into mall fountains, etc. Here's a new one, though. A study, and yes, this is a real study, found that texting while walking makes you walk weirdly. Yes, a research team at Angela Ruskin University used eye tracking and motion analysis to study the walking patterns of people who read on their phones or text while walking. And they found that those walkers adopted a, quote, cautious and exaggerated stepping strategy to minimize walking into obstacles. They also added that accidents are likely to be the result of objects suddenly appearing that phone users were not aware of. Yeah, so this is not exactly rocket science, but walking and texting, not to mention texting and driving and texting and a lot of other things, is a problem. As the study noted, some municipalities in China and in Europe are actually taking steps to mitigate against this menace. Areas of China, for example, have added special lanes on footpaths for text and walkers. And in a German city called Augsburg, for example, they're actually installing traffic lights in the street so people don't have to look up in order to safely cross the street. Interestingly, it's not just those cities who see too much phone time as an issue. In fact, right now, as the iPhone is turning 10, some of the iPhone's original creators from back in the day are bemoaning the unintended unintended consequence of the iPhone's success, which is screen addiction. I asked you guys the other day whether you personally feel that you have trouble putting the phone down, and the consensus I seemed to get was yes, in fact. And here's one perspective from Ridwan. Thanks for the call in.
1: Hi Annie, this is uh, Ridwan from England. I completely agree with having a bit of problem putting down my phone. This is the first thing I pick up when I wake up in the morning. I check my Instagram feed, I check Twitter, I reply to emails. So yes, I think the screen time problem is a real problem.
0: Watching television may have been our national pastime at one point. Nowadays, it's more like Netflix and chill. And that's corroborated with hard evidence now, a report on streaming services. New data from Comscore is showing that among cord cutters, people who stream instead of subscribe to cable. Netflix is dominant by a wide margin. In April, cord cutters watched more Netflix than Hulu, Amazon Video, and YouTube combined. Netflix had 40% of all over-the-top viewing hours across the month of April, compared with YouTube at 18%, Hulu at 14%, and Amazon Video at 7%. And this is within the U.S. One reason for this could be that Netflix has really high penetration among cord cutters in the U.S. at least. A majority of internet-only homes have Netflix, and the service also lends itself to binge watching, as credited by its original series like House of Cards, which are released in batches. So can these services coexist, or will there eventually be one to rule them all at some point? This leads me to a call in from JT from the People's Paradise channel on Netflix versus YouTube TV. YouTube TV is YouTube's new live TV service for 35 bucks a month. Take it away, JT.
1: Annie, how are you doing? Um, question about YouTube TV. In your opinion about YouTube TV. And by the way, my name is JT from the Paradise, it's nice to be talking People's Paradise, it's nice to be talking to you. In your opinion do you think YouTube TV is a concept that's probably going that might prosper as well or even better than Netflix or Hulu? because I've, I actually did the free 30 day trial of YouTube TV recently? I live in San Francisco. And to me, it's it's like I don't know, like I don't know, like I. I I think there's there's I haven't watched TV like regular cable TV in a while. So there is a certain nostalgia I got from just flipping through channels on my phone, kind of how I used to do when I was a child when I came to watching TV. But if it was just convenience with price and put programming, I think Netflix still beats it. You know, what do you think, Annie?
0: Hey, JT, thanks again for the call in. Here are my general thoughts on this. I think that Netflix and YouTube TV could easily coexist because they're filling slightly different niches, at least the way that they exist now. I agree with you, by the way, that even though I don't watch a lot of TV personally, I still find it kind of enjoyable in a weird way to just sit and mindlessly flip through channels whenever I get the chance. Is that worth it to me for like a hundred bucks a month? No. but. You can replicate that kind of that experience on YouTube TV and other services like Sling, which are probably a better deal. But my theory on this is this. A lot of people are already subscribed to Netflix. In fact, 75% of Wi-Fi-only households subscribe to Netflix, according to Comscore, which I mentioned in the previous segment. And are those people going to replace their Netflix with YouTube TV? I'm not sure about that. Netflix does create some popular original shows, and the price point is not so high that I think people are really hungry for a replacement, per se. But. I think, th- I think the success of YouTube TV, and really anyone who wants to do live TV online and replace that cable subscription, will depend on how they replicate the fundamental things that people still watch live, which are sports and news, and to some extent, that channel flipping experience that some of us still kind of like in some way. Because original TV shows, especially high quality shows like the ones on Netflix or HBO or whatever happens to be the hot popular show at any given time, are going to make themselves available on demand, whether that's Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, or wherever. And at this point, no one's going to invest a lot of money in a great show without also making it available via streaming. But on the other hand, live sports and to some extent live news I think is still a draw and lures people into live cable packages. But there are a lot of restrictions, particularly around how you can broadcast sports by locality. And YouTube will never be allowed to broadcast whatever sports they want. At least I would be very surprised if that happens. But if YouTube TV can make the case that they're a lot cheaper than cable and offer the same experience of that channel flipping that you mentioned, then I think they have a good shot of being successful, apart from Netflix as a separate thing that is successful on its own, at least in the near future. That's my theory. If any of you disagree, I'd love to hear your counterpoint. Thanks again for the call in JT. I hope that addresses your question. And thank you everyone for listening. Hope those of you in the U.S. had a great holiday break. Talk to you more tomorrow. This is Annie for Silicon Valley Beat.